Welcome. Praise the Lord. This is Brother Nelson. This is Praise Jesus Christ Ministries. We are going to be reading from the Holy Scriptures, the Holy Bible, La Biblia, today. We are reading from the book of Ruth. I don't know how to say it in any other languages. The book of Ruth, chapter 1. Let's pray before we get into this word. Amen. Heavenly Father, have your way in our hearts. Have your way in this fellowship. Have your way. Maybe you speaking, Lord. Anoint me as your servant, Lord, to speak. and Use my mouth, Lord. I pray that this is a divine appointment for someone, that this is confirmation for someone, that it brings edification, that it's an exhortation, that it's a rebuke if it needed, where needed, Lord. We thank you, God. Please forgive us for our sins. Wash us in your holy blood, mind, body, soul, and spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, bind any distractions, Lord, and help us to really meditate upon this word deeply. Read it, believe it, apply it, be hearers and doers of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is the book of Ruth, chapter 1. In Jesus' name, let's go. Now it came to pass, when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in this country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Now, some of you may or may not know this. There's multiple famines in the Bible. There's like seven or eight famines. And there's one in the end times, which we, we are living in the end times. The end times, technically, biblically, has been after the resurrection. From then on, it's been the end times. Um, Jesus is still coming. Amen. He's, he's, he's coming for the second coming, the second advent. And before the second advent happens, before he, his, ground, his feet touch the ground on the Mount of Olives, there's a lot of things that are going to transpire. And I would recommend you do a, a separate study on the book of Revelation. Part of that is a famine. So even though a lot of you know about the Antichrist, a lot of you know about the mark of the beast, but a lot of people forget about a famine. You know, so even if people take the mark, you know, to try to survive longer or whatever, there's still a famine coming. So don't get it twisted. All right. Know your word because the Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Amen. Verse two. And the name of the man was Elimelech and the name of his wife Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilon. Chilion. Okay, I probably said it wrong. And Chilion, Ephratites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. We don't know how he died. But he died. Maybe he was just an, an older man. And she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. Right there, they went against commands of God. God says in the Old Testament, in the context of when Israel is coming into the promised land, God tells them to marry an Israelite women because they know that their children will be raised to serve the living God. But God allowed this, as we're going to read on, as you understand in the book of Ruth, because, well, spoiler alert, Jesus Christ is going to come from the bloodline of Ruth and Boaz. Amen? So, 
verse 4, and they took them wives of the women of Moab, and the name of one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. And they dwelled there about 10 years. Ten, that's a decade. That's a long time. They probably learned a little bit about the God of Israel, and I'm sure in that time, being that they were uh, women and, and uh, husbands are heads of the household, I'm sure to a certain degree, they probably picked up some things. But sometimes, that, again, that can be, can be dangerous because uh, non-saved uh, spouses sometimes can draw people away from the living God. Look what happened to Solomon. Solomon had many wives, and some of his many wives drawed him into worshiping false gods because he wanted to please them. And he was, he was uh, backslidden by doing that. He was in sin. He was in error. Um, I believe he did repent before he died, but uh, you know he definitely made some errors as we read later on in the Bible. But um, verse five, and Malone and Chilion died. We don't again, just like their dad. We don't know how they died. We don't know how old they were, uh, but they died. Also, both of them, and the women was left of her two sons and her. The woman was left of her two sons and her husband. So this is referring to Naomi. She, not only is she a widow, she lost her husband, but now she lost her two, her only two sons. So now her, her daughter-in-laws, which are in the family, they, they invited to the barbecue, right? <laughs> Figuratively. And um, they're left with their mother-in-law and they have a big decision to make. Maybe one of you right now listening is going through something like this. Maybe you lost loved ones and you're in a position where you're like Ruth. You're a foreigner in a strange land. Well, she's going to be. <laughs> Maybe you're um, in a position where you're in a family, but you weren't born into that family, but you're in the family now. And you're in a position where maybe some things have happened. Maybe it's Maybe you lost your husband or your wife. I want you to be encouraged to see how Ruth responds in this circumstance. And look how Orpah responds. Because there's two types of people in this world. There's people who, who, who run away when things get hard. And there's, there's people who stand when things get hard. Which one are you? You know, um, There's people who are loyal and there's people who are disloyal. There's people who, um, who believe that their creator... Is, is, has their best interest in heart. And there's those who, who doubt. Which one are you? Okay, let's keep reading. Verse 6. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Now, who's his people? The people of Israel, biologically, right? But we know people did convert into it later on. And we know when people left Egypt, it wasn't just Israelites. It says mixed multitude. We know uh, in today's context, in the New Covenant, New Testament, we are spiritual Israel, both Jew and Gentile. We can all be saved. We're all the people of God. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still giving us bread and still visiting us. What's the bread? The bread is the word, the Bible, the scripture. The bread is also his flesh that he broke for us. And, and the wine is the blood that he shed for our sins. Amen. Look at verse 7. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters in law with her. And they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughters in law, Go. 
Return each to her mother's house, and the Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. Because they didn't have to stay with her that long. They could have been like, ah, I'm leaving. But they didn't. They wanted to at least show some respect and honor because, again, they were in the family. This was their family now. But look at Naomi's character. She was sincere enough to know that she ain't going to force them. That's a good mother-in-law. Amen. Verse 9, the Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said to her, surely we will return with you unto your people. They both said it. And Naomi said, turn again, my daughters. Will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that that they may be your husbands? I'm sure Naomi was probably an older woman at this point. Older women can get pregnant, but she it would take way too long, which is which is basically what she's saying. If she was to have a baby, they're gonna be mad old by the time the baby becomes a man, and it's just it's too much to ask of them. Um, turn again, my daughters. Verse twelve. Go your way, for I am too old to have an, a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, that means no, my daughters, for it grieves me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. You see, Naomi, she felt that she lost her husband and children, that it was it was judgment of God. That's not always the case. Sometimes we just lose family because that's just that's just their book. You have to understand that. In glory, there's a book. Every single one of us, there's a book of your life. And then there's the Lamb's Book of Life. The Lamb's Book of Life, it has the names of those who receive Jesus Christ, who are able to, those who get saved. Those who reject Jesus Christ and die in their sin, their name is blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life, right? But when someone gets saved, in their personal book, their sin is blotted out by the blood of Christ. And their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But but your personal life is like a book. And when, when you die, that book ends. It's the last chapter, last verse, last word, last sentence, period, you know, she felt, obviously, this sentiment of losing her family was a judgment of God, how could she live on, maybe, again, maybe one of you are going through this, maybe one of you lost a loved one, a husband, a cousin, a friend, a co-worker, family, and you feel like this is the end, you might feel like God is judging you, it might be the case, I'm not going to lie to you. It might be the case. It might People die because of sin sometimes. Sometimes their life ends early because of sin. The Bible says, honor your father and, and your mother so that you would live a longer life. If someone does not honor their father and mother, it can potentially shorten their lifespan. That's biblical. And I know that's hard for people to receive, but it's the biblical God honest truth. And sometimes people die because of witchcraft. People can shorten their own book by being involved in the occult. Did you know that? You see, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil wants people to die before their time, die before they get saved, die in their sin, die in the womb. He doesn't want people to have the opportunity to even enjoy life itself. But thank God in his mercy that if you lost a baby in the womb, if you lost a, a toddler, a child that had no comprehension or understanding of what sin was, then that baby is with the Lord. And that's, again, that's comforting. But again, maybe you're like Naomi. And I want you to don't be discouraged. 
read the book of Ruth and see the blessing at the end. Don't look at the beginning, look at the end. You might feel like you're Job right now in the beginning of Job, but what happens to Job in the end? God restores twice the amount of children he had, and and, and he gets twice the amount of uh, prosperity in the end that, that he had in the beginning. And sometimes it might seem crazy, but sometimes it's the best thing for you to go through certain God allowing you to go through certain things, even though he may not be the cause of it, but he allows it so that it builds your character. God might be allowing you to go through something so that you would act more like him, so that you would be the better version of yourself in and through him in the gospel. Amen. Let's keep reading. Verse 13. Well, verse 14, and they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. That's old English, but she stuck to her. She was like white on rice. Ruth did not want to leave Naomi. Ruth was like, I'm down. I, I made this commitment. I made this decision. I'm not going back to Moab, right? But Orpah was like, I'm out. You partially can't blame her, but at the same time, she, she, she tasted for a decade living with her husband what it was, I'm sure to some degree, following the God of Israel was like. But maybe Ruth was more impacted. You know, maybe, maybe Orpah missed Moab a little bit. Maybe she missed the false God that they that worshipped as a child. Who knows? We don't really know. All we know is what we can read. Okay. And she said, verse 15, behold, your sister-in-law has gone back unto her people. And unto her gods, lowercase g, her idols, right? Return thou after your sister-in-law. And Ruth said, listen to Ruth. I love Ruth. Entreat me not to leave you or to return from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Amen. When you, when you got saved, Sister, brother, in a sense, you did you did a roof, okay? Where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also, if aught but death part you and me. You see, Ruth treated her mother-in-law the way a wife would, would be with her husband. And that's, that's a very special character trait of Ruth. Some of you sisters are very much more like Ruth than an Orpah, and that that's a blessing. And be thankful to God that, that you have that, that, that in you. And, and I'm sure among many, many other things, the Lord loves that about you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Verse 18, when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. In other words, Naomi couldn't talk her out of it. When it comes to your faith in Christ, can someone talk you out of it? Because if we, if we compare Ruth and Orpah to salvation, are you an Orpah? Can someone talk you out of being a Christian? When circumstances get bad, when you doubt. If you can be talked out of it, you might be an Orpah. You need to repent. 
But if you're more like Ruth and no one can talk you out of it, and you're telling Jesus, where you go, I'm going to go. Where you sleep, I'm going to sleep. Where you die, I'm going to die. Because in a sense, you are crucified with Christ. You are resurrected with him. The New Testament says it. It's symbolic. It's spiritual. It's not physical. Right? You didn't physically die on the cross with Jesus 2,000 years ago. This is a here and now. But you are dead here and now, so you should be, or at least growing in that area, to be dead to your sin, to die to self, to die daily. Even though you live in the flesh, it's not you who lives here and now, but Christ who lives in you. Amen? Verse 19, we're almost done. So they went until they came to Bethlehem, right? The house Bethlehem of bread. Bethlehem. And it came to pass... When they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them. And they said, is this Naomi? And she said to them, call me not Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. So Mara, Mara means like bitterness, bitter. That's why she said to call her that. Because Naomi felt bad about her circumstances. And she was, she felt so bad. She said, call me this new name. That's crazy. Don't, don't even call me by my birth name. I do believe, to a degree, she may have spoken like a word curse over herself with that. She, she needed to repent. But what I love about the end of Ruth is, you know, she has a grandchild. And, and she loves that grandchild. And she's Naomi again, right? Verse 21, I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why then call you me Naomi, seeing the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. You know what's so amazing? Again, we, we compare this to salvation. If you're a roof and you come to Christ and no one could talk you out of your salvation, you've given your life to the Lord, you're not looking back. You've decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, right? And now you're in the beginning of harvest. The harvest of what? The harvest for souls. You're walking in the Great Commission now. You got to tell other people about Jesus. And you don't, you don't want to be like Naomi. You don't want to be like bitter. You don't want to be bitter about things that have happened, uh, things people have done to you. No, you look forward. Don't look back. You look forward. You focus on the character of Christ. You focus on heaven, on the new Jerusalem, on being with the Lord forever there. You focus on the new heaven and new earth and living and reigning with him there. You focus on the fact that Christ, when he comes, there's going to be no more death. Uh, there's going to be no more sin, no more pain, no more hurt, no more tears, no more crying, no more cancer, no more rape, no more murder. And that's your comfort. This is why we call Christ our hope. He's our resurrection and our living hope. Your hope is in him. Your hope is not in what you can see or, or understand here and now. In fact, most of what you see and understand here and now is not always the truth of things. Because faith is not always seen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You need to have faith. Sometimes that's looking beyond your current circumstances. Oftentimes, really, it's looking beyond your past and don't let others define you by your past. You see, Naomi, she needed a sister to walk up to her and be like, Naomi, you're good. God is with you. He allowed you to get here safely. You got your daughter-in-law who loves you. And some of you, 
Some of you are in a position like Naomi right now. You're not in a position of a roof weight where you lost someone. You're in a position of Naomi in the sense that you feel like forsaken. You feel like you don't hear God. You feel like empty. You came full. You left, you left empty. You came back empty. You feel, you feel drained spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, digitally, whatever, marriage. But I want you to be reminded that if you're for God and God is for you, who can be against you? You may not fully see that hope right now, but joy comes in the morning. And that's a promise. It's scripture. You need to stand on it by faith. Have faith to move mountains. Have faith to look beyond what your eyes can see. Amen. Let's pray. And uh, if you have questions, if you need prayer, reach out. Again, this was the book of Ruth, chapter one. Read the rest of the book. Again, Jesus comes out of the bloodline of Boaz and Ruth. Ruth is a type of the church. Boaz is a type of Christ, meaning it's a foreshadow of things to come. And um, yeah, it's a great book. Read it to your children. Read it with grandma. Amen. Let's pray. We love you. We love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. Thank you, Lord. Adonai. Yahweh. Jehovah. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for saving us. My prayer, Lord, is that you keep us. We have no right to be bitter with you. We have no right to ever blame you for anything. You are perfect. You are holy. You are true. You are just. You are righteous in all of your ways. Help us to serve you. Where you go, we will go. Where you lodge, we will lodge. Where you die, we will die. And we know that you died at the cross. So we go right now to the altar in the spirit. And we take all of our, our heavy burdens. We cast them upon you, God. And we, we take everything that we're not sure about. We're doubting about. We're struggling with, Lord. We lay it on the altar, Lord. We lay everything, good and bad, what we perceive as good and bad. Lord, if it's of you, it will stand through the fire. If it's not of you, let it burn away in your consuming fire. Lord, burn away all of our ungodly fears. Burn away all of our worries. Don't let depression, oppression, torment consume us, Lord, but let us be rather consumed by your fire and filled with your joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. We should be joyous to know that we're in a new season. And this is our season. We claim it. We claim your promises. We stand on your word. We stand in the evil day with the armor of the spirit. And we thank you, God, because you're with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, that was the book of Ruth. Lord willing, we'll read some more of the Bible in the near future. Um, and if you have things that you want me to maybe talk about on this podcast, maybe particular topics as well, also reach out. If I feel it's it's of the Lord on his timing, then we may do an episode on that as well. But it's up to God. Okay? Shalom.